the Data-Driven CX podcast by Informatica. In this podcast, the fundamentals, real-life practices and impact of data-driven CX are explored in conversations with industry thought leaders and successful business leaders. And today, in this first episode, we explore the market state of data-driven CX, look a little bit back at this weird year of the pandemic, the impact it had on the perspective of the current game changers. And I'm your host, Nienke Bloom, and my guest today is Sarah Hillman a game changer and global head of CRM and data at the Travel Corporation. So welcome to the podcast, Sarah. And for our listeners, can you introduce uh, the Travel Corporation and, and your role? Yes, and thank you for having me. Yeah. So we're the Travel Corporation, or TTC, the biggest travel company you've never heard of, as, as Forbes magazine very <laughs> kindly put it. We're a family-owned group of over 40 travel brands, and we have a really broad range of companies um, in the group. So everything from boutique hotels and river cruising, through to day tours, kind of multi-day guided holidays and destination specialists. Then I work for TTC Tech. So we're a department of technology and change specialists, and we cover tech projects and transformation across the group. And I look after anything related to customer systems, so CRM and digital marketing, things like that, and data. Well, I, I think um, I've never heard, well, of course, in the preparation of our podcast, I, I researched it, but I can agree with Forbes, the biggest travel company I've never heard of. But So that is very interesting, uh, but also in combination with your role. But if we make it um, a combination overall, let's be honest, the pandemic, it has been exceptionally different, I think, in travel business. Um, can you share how this affected TTC as a business, as maybe as well as your role? Yeah, I mean, no secret that that travel has been really hard hit by the pandemic to kind of have to get everybody home and you just stop selling and operating overnight was um, certainly a new experience, I think, for, for me. At TTC, in, in some ways, we were quite lucky because from a workplace perspective, we had a lot of systems already in place. So most of the call centers could go remote straight away without much help from us. Um, certainly, obviously, all of our technology teams. So we could focus on what do we need to do to kind of adapt for our customers. Um, but the whole portfolio changes overnight. So we're looking at, you know, how do we streamline all of our service queues because people are trying to call in and, and they've got lots of questions. So you're not kind of stuck on the phone for hours. How do we get more flexible policies and, and kind of make sure that all of that's available online? Um, could we certainly, as we move through the pandemic, could we look at domestic customers? So how many domestic customers do we have? Because obviously international travel is, is still quite limited. So it was a real switch from a technology perspective. It Weirdly, not all bad. Like definitely we saw the industry kind of rally together. And I think... There's this real sense, you know, everyone's really desperate to, to travel again. So it's nice to see that momentum behind the industry still. And as a company, I would say, whilst everything changed, we got really focused and streamlined decision making. So we were just building tech really quickly. And, and that, whilst the pandemic was was really difficult in general, that, that's actually quite good fun to like be able to just build quickly, get good decision making and, and get your technology out there. 
Yeah, I think it's very interesting. And and for the people that are listening, we're, we're taping this the half of March uh, when everything is still closed. Of course, you never know when people listen. And I think a lot of people are desperate to travel. I'm going to be honest, so am I. Last time I traveled was the 15th of March last year, 2020. So it's been more than a year. I can imagine I know a lot of people work with uh, travel companies, agencies, airlines, and it's been crazy. But that's like from the inside out perspective. But what changed from the outside in perspective? For example, it comes to the behavior of your customers. Did you see a change in how they buy and and, and react? Yes. Uh, and across all of the different kind of models that we have in the group, we definitely saw similarities in terms of what shifts were coming. So short term, obviously quite a lot of nervousness, like customers needed more reassurance. So at like the proportion of people who were booking using chat or calling the call center was was definitely up compared to normal. And then our our lead time, so time between booking and, and when you actually travel, was very short. Yeah. I wonder how much of this will kind of fade, but definitely there were clear trends that existed before the pandemic started that aren't going away. And it looks like that pace of change has picked up. So, you know, a shift in terms of customers expect to be able to engage with you in the channel that they choose. So if they don't want to call the call center, they don't call the call center if they're used to kind of engaging online and a general shift online regardless, I think, which, which we hadn't seen. I feel that travel was a little bit behind the curve in a lot of ways, but now lots more people wanting to look at social, um, obviously there's websites, but but huge influence of kind of Instagram and, and channels like that in terms of how people want to research travel. And when it comes to booking, yeah. predominantly they want to use live chat, they want to be able to just book online straight away and kind of not have to go into a store or a travel agency or call a call center in order to get everything sorted. It makes sense, right? It's, it's I think, a shift we, we all see. But looking at our podcast, Data Driven CX, what, what does it mean for you, if you would have to explain? Yeah, I think for us at TTC, we try and think about it in two ways. So when you read a lot of the kind of blogs and information that, that's online, certainly about this, there's a real focus on analytics. And that's definitely a big part of it. Like, how can you analyze and use data to better understand what your customers want and kind of gain insights into their experiences and then use those insights to drive innovation or decide where you're going to focus as a business. But in addition, we also try to think about like, how does data enable those improved experiences? So you kind of have like your big data concepts that sit in analytics, like how can we use AI and analyze voice transcripts or something like that to understand how well people engage with us through our service centers. But then when you're looking at enabling experience, like it's almost the opposite, data at the micro scale that's like completely woven into the customer journey. The principles aren't actually new. Like certainly if you talk to UX designers or web analytics gurus, you know, they've been doing it for years. But for me, this phrase, it it really represents the kind of the scaling up of those principles so that now they sit across the whole business. I think that's very interesting. And I think a lot of things are happening in that place. When looking at the the data-driven part, but also the CX part, going too much more a strategic lens, when is customer experience a good one for the TTC customer? 
Yeah, this is such an important question. Um, yeah. So TTC were 101 years old in, in 2021. Our businesses, they started kind of before digital and data tech was, was a thing. And it, it can feel, I think, at times quite overwhelming when you're looking at data strategy and, and kind of what best practices are to know where to focus. That's why I really like this question, because understanding what you as a business bring to your customers is the way that you can guide yourself through how to set up data. So we're family owned and the companies that we have definitely live out the kind of values of kind of family, if you like. So we're very driven by service, but we're also a really human centric business. So very reliant on staff and partners to give these kind of amazing personal services. And what we offer is very bespoke. So lots of tailor-made there's this principle that kind of sits through the businesses, which is TNTs or tiny noticeable touches. So when you think about travel, it's about how do we use our expertise as a business to kind of maximize those really enriching connections and experiences that you get to people and places. And how do we get rid of the niggles that we all know, queuing to check in and, and things like that, that, that kind of detract from that. And so we essentially take that TNTs or tiny noticeable touches ethos and now apply it to our data strategy and our, our technology as kind of the cornerstone. So if this is what the business means and this is bespoke personalization and connection is the core of what services we offer to customers, then our technology needs to mirror that. Yeah. I really like what you say about the tiny noticeable touches. I think that is so smart and also fits the brand feeling, even if I've, I've not traveled with TTC, but I can imagine that that works. I can also imagine that it works from an internal perspective. But looking at that and the promises you say, we have this feeling of the family and we, we have bespoke traveling. What role does data play in making sure you can daily deliver on this experience? Yeah, I might use an example because it, it helps kind of visualize a bit more how we try and think about data and, and what it means. So I, I mentioned about, you know, it's frustrating to queue, to check in. So some of our trips, they're multi-day. So you go to multiple cities and kind of visit all these amazing sites. We collect passport details in advance and then we use that data so that people don't have to check in when they arrive at the hotel because the hotel already has all of their details. And so customers can just go straight. They're just given their key, go straight to their room, have a drink in the bar, enjoy the city. That frustrating experience is gone and, and they should have more time to do the all the nice things that we like about travel. When we think about that, we also have to think about how do we use kind of the principles of experience design or customer journey mapping, things like this of, of actually, in order to make data enabler, it's not just about collecting the passport details. How do we aggregate that data? How do we use automation so that we don't send a big giant list of passport details to our trip manager, and then they have to spend their time aggregating the data and sending it on to hotels? Because then Whilst we've done something great, we've also taken somebody whose job is customer service and now they're kind of wrapped up in administration. Yeah. So it is that very kind of holistic thinking actually of like, okay, well, here's all the different things that need to line up for this to have a net positive impact on our customers. 
I like that. And what I also like is that you go beyond the only thing that is part for you, that you go to the hotels that might not be TTC, but that are your business partners and have to deliver on the experience. So I think I think this is really great and that you use these customer experience methodologies like journey mapping and journey design. And I'm also interested uh, because when you look at customer experience management, one of the pillars that I always talk about is how to understand your customers to get this outside in view. How do you gain this holistic view of your customer to, to better understand and serve them? Yeah, it's a tough question. It's really easy at the highest level to be like, well, you need a single view of the customer or remove all of your data silos. <laughs> in practice, there's some really common pitfalls. And I think, you know, it's been a real journey for us at TTC in terms of, of where we are now. And and we definitely fell into some of those. We had a lot of data silos when we kind of first started out and we wanted to create single customer view. And we didn't really consider why we needed the data. We just very enthusiastically went about removing the silos and we became what I what I call data hoarders. <laughs> they, there's so much data. It, it really quickly becomes overwhelming if you haven't really thought about the outcomes of, of what you're doing almost in, in quite a detailed way. And so we had all the data together, but we weren't really gaining the insights or the intelligence from it that, that we had hoped. So, you know, technology setup is key, but you do also have to think about, you know, if there's data silos, it's normally because there's team silos. So culturally, is there there some work to be done there? And are there processes regarding data that have to change? So it it does take some time, I think. It it isn't kind of like, I'll do this one project and then it's done and we can kind of put it it to bed for a while. It is more (laughs) like a... A journey. Yeah. And then I think kind of going back to, you know, why I loved your question about, about what is a good TTC experience. So certainly when we were making key decisions about technology at the beginning, something that we did do well was we are a very people-oriented business. So a CRM solution was really important to us and more important at that time than potentially some more kind of online tool sets. So putting the whole group onto a single CRM, but because we've got a lot of different business models and therefore data models and reservation systems to support them, having a very bespoke system that's specialized in kind of matching up customer data and aggregating it. So I think there's like knowing your business context that allows you to understand what the most important decisions are and where to focus right now, but understanding that really you're looking at something that's much more long-term and that's a little bit bigger than just having a few systems and bringing your data together. Yeah, and I, I like it that you're honest, that you say we were almost becoming data hoarders, but now you've made it much more practical and fitting to TTC, so that is really nice. But when looking at your role, your leadership role, why is data-driven CX so important within TTC? Yeah, two things for us. And and we kind of moved into the CX part, if you like. We were very yep. focused on data-driven. And we weren't really thinking about the customer when we were thinking about data, which is strange for us, given that we think of ourselves as a very customer-oriented company. So actually the concept and a lot of the methodologies that we adopted that are related to them 
was really fundamental to that mindset shift. So away from the data hoarding place and, and actually how are we using data as an enabler that allows us to understand our customers better and to give them better experiences and what they're asking for. But also what we found is it's, it's very empowering actually for the broader business. When we talk about customer experience, everyone understands it. Like everyone knows what that means and everyone really cares about it. Whereas when you talk about data, it feels quite niche, quite a specialist project. That's for data people to do. You know, it. I think it's a little bit intimidating, actually. I think it is. a concept yeah. for, for a lot of staff. And so what we found was that by framing our discussions around data strategy and data driven within customer experience and what does this mean for the customers and and what does this mean for staff in their day-to-day lives it allowed people to not be afraid of data to feel like they had ideas that were meaningful that they could use data in their day-to-day roles and i think that was one of the biggest things for us was actually just this mindset shift that came with it away from we just need all the data in one place but also away from this concept that data is something a specialist team does over there. That, that is nice. Do you have an example of that that you can color it in a little bit? Yeah. So we have uh, like product development teams. It was a good way for them to understand it because I can remember having a debate with them around um, we wanted to automate surveys and and use AI to analyze those surveys to bring out insights. And originally, I think that we had gone to that team and we talked about what we wanted to do. And as I said, it, it, it kind of felt, you know, this was a specialist thing that specialist team has come to talk about and it didn't feel very tangible to them. When we added an element of empathy in it, so actually let's think about what feedback we're trying to elicit, how that helps us design products that are more suited to our customers, but also we can apply the same principles to our staff. So how will this help them do a better job? What we realized is they they read most of the feedback already. So it became much easier because we can have a conversation about actually all we're doing is automating and enhancing what you already do today. Now it doesn't feel like this big kind of transformation change. Now it feels like we're just adding value to something we already do. So there's a level of confidence that that comes with it. Yeah, and it, it makes it less methodological, but much more practical. I, I like yeah. that example. Thank you. Thank it, you so it sort much. Of, it like removes the jargon a little bit as well. Yeah. I think, yeah. you know, I'm a and technologist, so it's good for them that you don't kind of talk about AI and big data, that actually it's 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 a bit more real. Yeah, and, and as you just explained, of course, when, when the world of data meets CX, that these cultural elements come into play. And especially in, in the world that you're in, like say it's a legacy company versus other companies that were founded later or were born digital. And when you look at a legacy company and um, what are the challenges to, to, to achieve this data-driven culture or mindset? Yeah, there's kind of, apart from that level of fear, but that's where I think this customer, like framing data in customer experience and really focusing on customer experience and allowing that to guide how you want to use data in the company. I think there is still this, we hear these phrases like digital transformation. Well, digital transformation often is data and analytics transformation, but both of them are just business transformation. Like, 
this can't be siloed away in one part of the business and niche topic. You know, we definitely see this trend towards like the CDO role or similar that's making data-driven a boardroom conversation. And I think that's definitely where it needs to be. And that's why when I talk about data-driven CX at TTC, I'm talking about it. This is across the business. This is not something that Sarah Hillman as the head of data does on her own. We also found that actually legacy technology <laughs> was was a bit of a barrier to people's mindsets. They were so used to, oh, well, no, because that system can't do it. I was like, well, but we can challenge that. <laughs> it's, it's, it's okay to do that. And it's difficult if you don't understand that there's a, a culture that, that needs to kind of be supported broader than just your technology setup. But also, if you don't acknowledge that, that, you know, usually you have these kind of legacy systems and things, then I think it's very difficult to make a, a meaningful change, one that's really embedded. Yeah. And, and I like the perspective, what you say, that much more from an organizational perspective that you... you you're convinced that there has to be a seat at the table at the highest rank, right? So I think mm -hmm. that is a very interesting perspective. When we take it much more to culture and we're almost coming to the end of the conversation, I'm just really curious because this is where it often comes down to what are the initiatives that you take to engage these employees around data-driven culture? You've given an example of the product teams, but do you have some other examples for us? Yes, I would say that we have this technology strategy and a change strategy that sits with it. And a lot of that is actually about embedding the mindsets, but the messaging as well kind of within the business. So say we have our call centers, like they're not really interested that technology people think it's important for them to collect good quality data. They are interested that their call center directors think it's important to collect good quality data. So we look at all of the different business areas and make sure that we have advocates people that, are, that understand why changes are necessary and feel comfortable with the topic, but that are more meaningful to the kind of end users, if you like, people that are creating data and consuming data. And we've tended to focus on teams that are less comfortable. So as I said, in the most part, our web teams are very comfortable with analytics. Okay, then we know that they're, they're good. So if we're trying to create this as an, as an enterprise-wide which are the teams that that have traditionally struggled or, or have felt a bit more nervous and, and put more effort and time into those teams? It's a little bit tempting, right, to go to people that that you feel like they get it or that, that are easy, easier, but that doesn't help from a from the general kind of business perspective. And it is so important. I know I talked a little bit about customer journey mapping. But I think it's so important, particularly when we look at the trends, kind of the move online, that customers are just not forgiving if they have one experience online and then it's a very different experience when they speak to somebody on the call center or if they're on their trip. And so the data now, it flows with the customer through the whole customer journey. So you need to understand like that data point, whatever it is, how it's used and What's the impact of, of changing it? And so that that feels very streamlined and frictionless. I like that. Thank you so much. I think it's a very interesting perspective and I really like your experience and thought leadership. So thank you so much, Sarah, from me and all our listeners to share your experience. Um, very meaningful. Thank you. 
Thank you so much for listening to the Data-Driven CX podcast by Informatica. Today, we've talked about data-driven CX from a business perspective. And the two things I'll definitely remember are, first of all, the point of the data hoarding. Yeah, how to make sure you break down silos and create a holistic view. And that also connects to the second things I find important to, to highlight is to how to engage the organization and get away from data fear, which could be aligned to this data hoarding. I liked how Sarah shared the perfect example of the product team. I'm grateful for this wonderful conversation. And if you want to connect to Sarah Hillman, know that her contact information from LinkedIn is in the show notes. In the next episode, which comes out, I think in a week, we'll meet Trevor Hodges, head of advisory services EMEA of Informatica. You'll learn the point of view of him as an industry leader and how the strategy of Informatica helps organizations with data-driven CX. And of course, how that reflects on the leaders in this transformation. To learn more about data-driven CX, go to informatica.com slash CX and check out the notes for more resources.